Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series. Today, I am joined by Stephen Towell. He is a clinical and spiritual hypnotherapist, and he is based in Scotland. He specializes in past life regression, and I am so happy you're here today, Stephen. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. (laughs) Um, So let me just ask you this. So your expertise as a clinical and spiritual hypnotherapist is intriguing. Can you share a bit about how you found your path to specialize in past life regression? Yeah, it was completely um, curiosity. I mean, I was when I was a kid. I think even at thirteen, I must have saw I saw hypnosis, I saw hypnosis done on a. I think it was just a pretend thing, but it was done on British wrestling, and I think it was garbage. It was just all acting stuff. But um, I remember seeing it, going, "Wow, how did they do that?" And then um, I guess, but later when I went to college first book I went away looking to find out how to do hypnosis so uh, in terms of the past life progression again I was as a kid I was just really curious on mm-hmm. everything to do with anything ghosts aliens unexplained stuff phenomena so I was just fascinated and I must have read about past life regression and my first ever subject was my six-year-old brother when he was uh, well I was about 17 Mm-hmm. So about 30, 30 odd years ago, I did a past life progression on him and it, and it brought up all this uh, weird stuff, really cool stuff. So that was me kind of interested from there. That is so interesting. So hypnotherapy, let me ask you this first. Did you, because if you were introduced to this as a young age, did you find that you had like weird phenomenon experiences or moments where you were connected to divine and didn't know what that was? Not at the start, no. And even my work now, I still see myself as a facilitator rather okay. than the experiencer. So, I mean, so, and I've, I've had the sessions by myself, but at the early age, it was just, I was just fascinated with everything unexplainable. Um, I mean, I even remember as a kid wondering why there's pyramids in Egypt and pyramids. And so I'm asking myself these questions when I was a kid, none of this makes sense. And yeah. so I was just a fast, I was just a curious little boy. I like that. I like that. I'm somebody who's, I've had to do a lot of studying and a lot of training to be able to kind of do my spiritual craft. So it's like, it's, I like that you're like, no, I was curious and this is what I did. Um, so with hypnotherapy, it's a fascinating tool for exploring the depths of the mind. How do you blend the clinical and spiritual aspects in your practice? Yeah, that was a, well, I used to be an accountant, believe it or not. I've been a musician as well, but when I when I sort of went full time with this, that was a big question I asked myself: How, if I'm doing, uh, to start with, to give you a background, it was uh, when I like I said, it was all past life stuff that I did to start with, 
but I was really curious about how some people struggle a little bit with it. So I thought, well, maybe if I study more clinical hypnotherapy and hypnosis itself, I'll maybe learn a lot more. So that's what took me into the clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really only to improve my skills. But then I seen how um, how brilliant it can be for helping people with all kind of mindset stuff, limitations and phobias and fears and you name it, anything at all you struggle with. This this is this is working with the mind to help improve. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that it could do that, I got to this point where I was thinking, okay, well, how do I go out and do this as well as doing the past life regression and the between life stuff, which is the more spiritual part of it? And because if someone's looking for to maybe go over a fear of spiders or something or a, a fear of flying, some kind of thing like that, they're going to they're going to come find me and say what. So that's about past life regression. That's uh, well, let's leave this guy. So that I was, I was stuck there thinking, well, how do I do this? But I realised, you know what? Everything is spiritual. Um, helping people to overcome mm-hmm. their mind, and that's who I am, and that's what I do. I do. I work from a clinical perspective a lot of the time, but I also do all the past life, and yeah. and I don't really see a big difference in it now. It's it's just that I, I guess. Uh, when I work, I can work a, a bit more with a wider uh, scope, mm-hmm. uh, encapsulating the spiritual element of it. And sometimes that spiritual element even comes into the the most um, sort of people that you wouldn't even think. I mean, I've had some really high professional people that probably don't have any interest in spirituality, but here's some uh, part of this this person within mm-hmm. the session speaking saying what it needs to be done to help that person and you're thinking uh, so to me it doesn't need to be blended I think it's all one and it's just a case of being who I am and yeah. doing what I do and helping people no matter at the end of the day no matter if someone's trying to understand something or if someone's trying to uh, sort of go over some kind of phobia I don't think they care too much as long as they get the result so, uh, so that's the way I just see it now is it's all, all one thing, really. And it's mm-hmm. just about me being myself and doing what I do. I like that you actually work with clients that have phobias. I don't mm-hmm. see um, where I am a lot of people that work with phobias. Um, so have you ever had a client, maybe that you can share like a transformational story where they had a phobia and now they're able to kind of, they overcame it? Yeah, I mean, it's, I can explain how that happens. But, um, and again, phobias can come from anywhere, but can be past life as well it can even mm-hmm. be current life but i mean i think i mentioned spiders it's one that i do sometimes yeah. um, and i remember one client coming to see me and um she was absolutely terrified of spiders so uh we have pieces for it and um, she was terrified of spiders to the point where it was so bad that if she, she was in the house herself and she saw a spider she would be in hysteric screaming had to leave run out of the house and she would be um, panic attacks, phoning her dad to come away over to go and get get rid of the spider. Because she can't get back into the house, so it was so extreme. But at the end of this, I done one session with her, and um, I've got a garage outside, so mm-hmm. I do I do most of my sessions online these days. But this one was actually came to see me, and mm-hmm. uh, took her out to the garage. I've got this bits of little brickwork inside, and spider webs everywhere. And there's this big spider sitting on the, the spider's web. And she's standing, looking at it. And I says, how do you feel? And she says, uh, 
doesn't seem to be bothering me. And this is someone who had been absolutely terrified and screaming before. And she says, I don't think I want to touch it. I says, I don't think I want to touch it either. But <laughs> <laughs> I says, but there you go. So uh, so it's just try, it's changing the mind. That's what that is doing. It's, a mind is irrationally creating some response mm-hmm. because some part of you believes that it's, it's something that can be generational where perhaps your your parents or something or your mother or your father has maybe screamed at a spider when you've been a kid and you then take on this belief this unconscious belief that that equals something dangerous or something mm-hmm. uh, no under, no idea why but at unconscious level you call this fear so so that's what you're doing you're trying to uh, you're focusing hypnosis is focused it's focusing the mind to these parts of the mind that are in conflict with the other parts that are thinking why am I the logical part of the mind why am I uh, so terrified of this tiny little thing but logically you know that it's nothing to be scared of but yet here's this part of your mind that is holding a belief and uh, holding a behavior and a reaction so it's just a case of let the mind help itself by um, bringing these conflicts together and resolve the, the beliefs and so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's just one example. Of, yeah. Uh, that's a perfect mean, example though. Like, and I like how you say, like they have it in their mind that they know that it's kind of irrational, but they still have this fear of this yeah. thing that like it's little and small. Like that's, that's a good way to put that. That's yeah. interesting. There's lots of ways of, some people look at it from the right and left brain mm-hmm. of logical be emotional. And the way that I work is, uh, it's a de- just recognizing that there's a part of you that holds that belief, but there's another part of you that holds a different belief. And it's and it's almost okay, let's bring forward this part of you that let's speak to it, let's talk to it, let's ad- what, how does it look to you? How does it appear to you? Is that a feeling? Is that and then you work with that to change it because it's obviously stuck in a an old belief system or a, a limited belief system. And, and that doesn't need to just be phobias that can be anything that could yeah. be a, a that could be somebody that's uh failing in business because they don't believe in themselves or they've got mm-hmm. limiting beliefs about themselves it could be somebody who um has got anxiety that is social anxiety that can't go among people it can be so there's really it's just it's working with the mind to bring about better um better ways for it to mm-hmm. work and uh, to improve your life so I have a question and this is, I don't know how you, <laughs> this isn't part of my questions, but now I'm thinking of this. So I work in a very high stress job. I run a doctor's office and we frequently encounter people who are very angry and very upset and it can be very like emotionally taxing and very, very stressful. Would there be a role for maybe, you know, hypnotherapy that can help you to not have those trigger reactions and maybe be in a more of a space of okay, this is okay, and I'll be okay, and being calm. So is this the, the person being angry or the person that has to manage the angry people? So the person, like, that's what I'm thinking of me. <laughs> so yeah. the person that has to manage that anger, because where we are, people are very angry, and it's a very, like, it's a volatile environment and you try to look from a space of okay we don't know what they're going through and we try to hold them in compassion but it's getting to where you have compassion fatigue yeah so the, again this is an interesting there can be so many so i guess it's, it's to look at yourself yeah 
why is it that you allow these people to affect you in so many in those ways? So so it's like um I guess if they're really angry, then is it some part of you? And I, I'm guessing, right? This, this yeah. is this is the cool thing about hypnotherapy yeah. is that you don't I don't need to even know. You don't need to identify it because you know and that the deep levels are the part of you that are reacting to these right. people. So is it a part of you that is worried about is it a people pleasing part maybe mm. that is that suddenly someone's being angry and you're not pleasing that person so you're suddenly feeling this emotional drain because you're worrying about this these people being angry about with you so mm. that's that's one possibility that could right. be creating that fatigue that so it's it's been able to be confident in yourself and love yourself in some way that that no matter what other people say or do and it's not always easy because We've all got those stuff. Um, to be in your own power and to be able to, um, no matter what someone says or does, you can stand there and think, well, that's not my stuff. That's their stuff that's projecting onto me and I won't take that stuff. So it's looking at the our own limiting, our, our own limiting beliefs, our own uh, parts of us that through probably life, through growing up, through that are maybe playing themselves out in that Mm -hmm. situation. Oh, that's interesting. I'll be booking a session after this. (laughs) (laughs) So being based in Scotland, a land rich with history and mysticism, could you share any experiences or stories that highlight the profound impact of maybe some of your work has had on your clients connecting them with their own ancestral realm and maybe with Scotland? The funny thing is that most people that come with a, a hope that they'll have some life in Scotland seem to be always abroad. They're always <laughs> um, American people or yeah. Australian people, and sometimes they do. Um, so I guess it's. I mean, it's. And this is the thing: we can be. We can. I suppose when it comes to past lives, we can have past lives anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, we don't need to be defined right. constantly to an area. And um, but there are people that have experienced places within Scotland, and. Um, just as there's been Scottish people uh, that have experienced places, other like different countries. Um, but, I mean, Scotland is a, is a an amazing country. I, I, I've lived here all my life. I actually have toured. I've been around quite a lot of places in the world. Um, but I was in Japan one time and uh, looking up at this grey, cloudy sky and thought, this is, this is like Scotland. I've paid all this money to come away over here and this could be... Scotland that I'm in, and I've never actually toured my own country. Um, so I uh, next that following year, right round all the islands and the the, the mountains, and and it was one of my best ever holidays. It was just just beautiful. And um, so I'm probably I'm, I'm probably kind of digressing off your question there. But, no, it's okay. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so, good. <laughs> uh, so I think um, I mean it's Scott to me Scotland was something magical about Scotland. I don't know what it is. I've I see if you actually look at the amount of people that have come out of Scotland, special people like John Logie Baird that invented the TV. There is um who else has there been? There's Dunlop, the guy that invented the tire. There's um is it the radio as well? Is it who was the guy that invented the radio? I can't remember. But there's but there's a whole pile of like really creative and inventive people that you would be scary when you actually look to see the, uh, there's a bit you find it on the internet if you look at famous um inventors or something mm-hmm. from scotland 
it's like the stuff that they're uh, what the is it so what's the thing related to electricity and things as well but, but um it's, it's fascinating so i think there's an energy in scotland there's something magical about this country that has a special energy and uh, and like i said if you if you head up um there's a place uh, called glencoe and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's about two and a half hours from glasgow and when you go up there you drive in and it's just suddenly there's mountains on either side. And as you're driving up, you're, you're going through the glen and you're just, you're going like this, watch me, you're floating, don't fly, and you're, you're looking from side to side and um, it's just the scale of the mountains on either side and all the the green, the really lush colour of green. Wow. Um, and there was one time I went up, the worst weekend ever, lashing rain, gale force winds, and I thought, what a, I'd booked a hotel up there somewhere and I thought, what a waste of money. But I stopped at my favourite part, which was the Three Sisters. There was nobody there, but the atmosphere was electric. It was like the wind, the wind and the wild rain and waterfalls came off the mountains. And I was just standing there in awe, thinking, this is nature, the power, the power of nature. And I just realised, no matter what the weather is, there's, there's magic still in these places. So it's, like, it's a cool country. Um, I could talk to you all. I could I could probably do a podcast in Scotland and sit and talk to you all day about it because um it's a fascinating place. I mean, I, I will say that um I know that I have a lot of people that are re- that really feel called to go to Scotland. And you know, I live in the States and it's interesting that they're like, I have to go to Scotland, I have to go to Scotland. And it feels almost as if the country is calling them to come mm. and visit. Yeah. I I, I I've had a lot of guesses in my mind. I think about it. What I think there's some ties to ancient energies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that there's been um, before our civilizations. It comes up through my work, actually. You've heard of all these stories of Atlantis, Lemuria, yes. all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm a big believer that there's been uh, ancient but uh, civilized and probably advanced um sort of cultures and and like we were talking um if you look at the Isle of Lewis for instance there's the Caloney stones mm-hmm. and these are a bit like Stonehenge but they're out in this tiny little island in the middle of nowhere and again they're like six six thousand years old and they're all aligned to stars and things like that and you're just thinking well why did they build them who built them and, yeah. and I think at some point I mean even there's been I know that even hundreds of probably hundreds hundreds of years ago, there was a lot of monks who came and settled in Scotland. And again, is it the energy that they're witnessing? I don't know, but it's a, a magical place. I think it's a cool country. I love that. I'm a bit, a bit biased, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you bring up an, in- an interesting point about the energy, the energy of an environment, and if there are structures that were built, you know, 6,000 years ago that are still intact. Imagine all of that energy and all of those people and all of that experience is still carrying forward. I find that fascinating. Well, I've got this little idea. If you think about someone like, think of Jimi Hendrix or something, or John Lennon Mm -hmm. or uh, Van Gogh, Beethoven, I think they were master channelers. I think what they've been doing, they've been tapping into their creativity. And when you look at them, they're all, they're never, they were never here, especially people like Jimi Hendrix, out 27, I think, John Lennon, 30-something, I think, they make it to 40, I can't remember. But um, they've all died young, but they've did what they had to come here to do. They've, 
they've brought in beautiful music or beautiful art, beautiful mm-hmm. um, paintings as well. You think of the artists. And I think what they're doing is they're tapping into a creativity, but they're tapping into, I guess, a source. So that's, they're manif- they're, I think what they're doing is they're, they're bringing... Um, the, I mean, look at what they all—all all these things touch people. They make people happy. They make so they're, they're bringing forward. They're using their energy, their creativity mm-hmm. to manifest something into being that brings joy and happiness to millions of people. And yeah. um, and when we talked about uh, all these famous people that have came out of Scotland, then again, to me, it's as that maybe that energy is maybe more accessible maybe in some mm-hmm. ways so i think we're all we can all access it mm-hmm. but maybe just for people it's it, it, there's an energy here that, that makes it a little bit um, easier for people i don't know but that's my I've, I've always thought things like that that's amazing so before i ask you the last question if somebody's interested in booking a one-on-one session what is the best place to reach you at uh probably my website and um, which is just uh stephentill.com and um, you can also find me on Instagram. So DM me on Instagram if you wanted to um, book a session as well. So uh, they can find me there as well. And what's your Instagram handle? Uh, so Stephen, the PH, and T-O-W-I-L-L underscore. So the little line that was underneath. And hypnotherapy. So Stephen Tell hypnotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember my Instagram again. Um, so yeah, Stephen Tell underscore hypnotherapy. So I guess my final question is that for anyone that maybe is feeling like there's something missing and they're looking for, hmm, I'm going to say how I want to word this, and they're maybe looking for a purpose or something, what is maybe a piece of advice that you can give to them? So maybe they're going through a spiritual awakening, which I do feel a lot of people right now are really turning towards the spiritual realm because they're feeling lost and they're feeling lonely and isolated. What is maybe a piece of advice you can give to them? Uh, well, the first thing that pops into my mind is trust, because you're being guided, you're being um, this this path. If you've got a purpose, which I think we all have, then you're being guided on this purpose. You're the the things that need to come into your life will appear and um, to test you to to help you to grow. Uh, I mean that that's part of the, the session that I do, the between life session. A lot of people actually that's you do life between lives. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Wait, no, no, no. We got to talk about that. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Life Continue on life. with your answer. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. The life between life that comes from uh, the Dr. Michael Newton stuff, but I call it between lives um, because they've trademarked it. So, it's, but it's still the idea of connecting to guides, connecting to your uh, higher self, and to try and get that understanding and knowledge about. Who you are, what you are here for, what is, is it, are you stuck in some way? Are you the blocks? Is the things need to be resolved, healed, uh, to try and kind of gauge you on your way? So, um, but like I said, the the biggest thing that comes out of a lot of those sessions is trust, because and it, and it makes sense. It's if you come here as a soul to to grow and to learn through your life, and um, and it makes sense that it's. There's certain um, there's certain things put in front of you on your path that will that will be there for your your, your lessons basically your 
opportunities to grow will be put in front of you. You may dodge some of them. You may decide you don't feel confident and skip it. Or, but there's I think there's an elegance at work there which will bring other opportunities to continue to allow you to to follow your path. That is perfect. So Stephen, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Spiritual Spotlight series. You are amazing. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. No worries. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.